Thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. On today's show, I'm talking about texting versus talking in a relationship because it makes more of an impact than you think. And I'm taking your calls. Topics include what to do when you want multiple orgasms. I mean, who doesn't? But your partner thinks you're just being greedy. Okay, now that you're in a healthy relationship, how do you master mindful sex? And you found your teenager in bed with his best guy friend. How do you address it without making him feel judged? All this and more. Thanks for listening. I decided to go natural with my deodorant a few years ago, and ever since, I've been obsessed with Native. They make simple, safe, and effective deodorants and other products that I love. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and enter code EMILY at checkout. Something magical happened this year. The magic wand turned 50. Just think about how much the world has changed over the last 50 years. I'm talking disco to dubstep. Hey, phones to cell phones. I mean, do you realize the magic wand came out a full year before we landed on the moon? That blows my mind. There's a reason the magic wand has stood the test of time. It's just that freaking good. Time Magazine named it one of the most iconic inventions. Cosmo calls it the little black dress of vibrators. In other words, it's the one vibrator you need to have. In case you haven't seen one at any point over the last 50 years, the magic wand is a full-size massager. And yes, it works great on the shoulders too. For most women, its power and size make it the ultimate clitoral vibe. I call it the sure thing. And because things get better over time, you now have two models to choose from the original plug-in version for constant power, or the variable speed rechargeable version for cordless convenience. I've been obsessed with my magic wand since before I started the show. I even had my nightstand modified so I could keep it plugged in from inside the drawer. That's how much I love a magic wand. If you haven't tried one, what are you waiting for? Just go to magicwandemily.com. That's magicwandemily.com to order yours today. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. The girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. But you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. Check out all the things we have going on on the site. And also, we have a contest going on. So you guys, you guys know that it really helps when you subscribe to the show. So it really helps. I see your reviews. And that helps us know what's working in the show to make it actually a better show. So we appreciate that. So to enter our new contest, just send us a screenshot of you subscribing to the podcast and your review on iTunes or wherever you listen, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio. And you just send that screenshot to feedback at sexwithemily.com. The contest ends 320, so get on it. It's easy to do. If there's no place to comment or do a review, you can just email what your review would be with a screenshot of you subscribing or following the podcast. We're going to pick three winners and they're going to win some awesome prizes. You're going to win sex toys, some lube. You're going to see. Just enter now. You're going to love it. Also, you guys, if you're not already, follow us on all social media. It's at Sex with Emily across the board. We love to do that. And check me out. Sirius XM Radio Stars, Channel 109. I'm there Monday through Friday, 5 to 7 Pacific. 
which is a blast. If you want a free 30-day trial, visit sexwithemily.com slash SXM. And here's the thing, even if you don't subscribe, you can still call me, 888-947-8277. I'm there 10 hours a week. So call in and say hi, ask your questions. All right, guys, enjoy the show. We've been talking here today a lot about texting and relationships Mm. and the impact it has on our lives. And I feel like I already... I struggle with text overall, meaning I, I literally sat there with my assistant, Michelle, last night, like, I got to catch up with text. They, they overwhelm me sometimes. It's almost like people know that you got their texts and you don't respond. It's a whole thing. But then you bring in dating where people don't want to talk on the phone anymore. I want to talk on the phone. But a lot of things, as you know, they start out with someone sending you a text and then you text back. And then this is even getting into the dating apps. This is just like someone you meet. So yeah. you're flirty, texting, texting, texting. And then my whole thing is that like, if you start texting, you're texting so much, because you guys know, I started dating someone a while ago and we were like texting for like, all of a sudden four hours went by. It was a while ago. And I was like, we could have met. We could have not met. We could have just saved this time and done something else. And then you text and you're doing all these things and it's taking up a lot of time. But then when you're, so that's my problem that if you have just mm-hmm. met, so if you meet someone online, for example, I think you should meet him right away and not text. But last night I'm following up a text and there's a guy that I think is cool who's been hitting me up for a while to hang out, maybe date. We've had a flirty thing. Mm. So I text him and then he texts me back and then we're texting for a little bit. And then he sent me this really awkward, weird thing that he had <laughs> written. And I was like, Oh, and Michelle, my sister, called it a boner kill, which it kind of was. I was like, oh, it's funny. We're texting. And then it was like this weird, and I, I don't, didn't know how to interpret it. And so I thought about, like, what do you do with tech? Like, there's so many in- misinterpretations that I would rather we just talked on the phone at this point. I was all happy we were texting all the time. And I feel like, and then I was like reminiscing back to the day where we didn't have texts and you had to talk to someone. You'd meet him in person or you would talk on the phone like you meet them and they call you you'd set up a date and then you'd already know like sometimes you'd meet someone you'd have a vibe and then there'd be a phone call and then you could decide then yeah I'm not sure maybe I felt something then you go out with them and then you meet them in person but right now we're getting addicted to this texting and we think that says something about somebody that they're actually telling us some information that's useful meaning how we're going to like them but so much of communication is nonverbal. We don't know their body language. We don't know how they, you know, if they're if we're even attracted to them in person, their energy, the way they move, how they, all the things. And so all the time we're wasting by these things that are not interpreting, that are not helping us make good decisions. And I want to get on the phone already and just talk to everybody. It There's this thing about sometimes when you're texting someone, even if it's not a partner, and you're just, like, if I just call you real quick, this would be done so much faster yeah. instead of someone just being like on their phone and being like, oh, I'll text back when I want to. And I'm, I would prefer to know the information now. Right. So don't do that. And then it just keeps that person more accountable. Uh, and I don't know about this, but for you, Emily, when you had dates back in the day and right. you would set like a day and a time. Yeah. Do you think people were more accountable to keeping that? Yeah, people didn't then. flake. I didn't even think flaky. Like, it, I mean... That's such a, when I, when I moved to LA, it was everyone so flaky in LA. Like, I don't remember, like you would keep your commitment unless something happened. I was, I was talking to my niece, some guy asked her out on the way home from class that she met him and then he texted her and asked her out. This is how this all came up. Mm-hmm. She's 20. 
Then he texts her and he's like, hey, did you finish the homework? And I was like, what are you going to say? We were on FaceTime. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, I don't know. And then it's like, okay. And then we hung up and then we started talking about, okay, we'll cut back to me in college 20 years ago. I met a guy after class. I remember this. Jeff, he was cute. He played the <laughs> drums. And I'd seen him at the bar playing his instrument. I think he was in band. And he walked me out. He's like, how about Thursday night? And then we made the plan. And then he showed up Thursday night at seven. And maybe he would call me on the phone that you'd shared with your roommates. The whole thing, but it wasn't, it was more of a call, so you know. But the thing about texting, it got me down this whole other path where I was thinking about the dopamine rush that you, I think I just solved why people aren't having, they say millennials aren't having sex, but why everyone is having less sex. Mm -hmm. Texting has the same effect as an orgasm. What? So when you text someone, you get a dopamine rush. That's why we're all addicted to our phones. It's not because we're learning so much and we're taking French or something and like learning a new language. I actually want to take Spanish and actually use my phone for good but I feel like you know most of us are like staring at the phone it's because we are addicted and it's so so our brain chemistry it's something that we're spending so much time on which is texting and rewards getting likes on Facebook or Instagram we put so much energy into it it's going to alter your brain chemistry like anything like porn Mm -hmm. or video games or our phones it's going to make us hooked on it and so that affects the dopamine in our brains so we become biochemically addicted to getting the text right so that's the dopamine causes to keep seeking more and more texting. But when you're having sex, it's the same thing that's released when you have an orgasm. When you have an orgasm, you get dopamine released and then you're satisfied. How many texts do you think would equal the I, same amount of dopamine as an orgasm? Well, I'm telling you, if I think that people aren't having a lot of sex, people are like, I think it's the phones, sort of throwing that as a throwaway comment. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it is because of the phones. I think if you're on Snapchat, Instagram all the time and you're constantly being do- stimulated by the your your phone, whatever mm-hmm. rewards you're getting, you're not going to masturbate if you're a woman, maybe, because you're not watching porn. I don't know why younger girls aren't masturbating. There's a lot of reasons. But you're not going to be seeking out sex either. Oh I just solved it. So get off, like, get off the phones. I just don't want, and here's the thing. We just sit there for an hour just me catching up on text from like the last mm-hmm. week and a half. No, how was just the last day? It was the last day. Because I have a new thing. I'm trying to get to texting to zero by the end of the night. They used to call it inbox to zero was a thing like 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Every day you should return every email, which I never, I like, I don't do that. I never got quite to zero. But with texting, it's like you have to. So it was leading up to a thing. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't even know that this is healthy. I'd rather bring back the phone. And especially in relationships. Then it got me thinking about the guy we were talking to in New York who was like oh yeah I've got a boyfriend it's a whole thing and then he was like oh but we never we actually have never met it's been four months of talking and texting if you don't meet someone in person so technology is keeping us from we are all seeking intimacy and connection and we're falsely getting it fulfilled by our phones I guess this is more of a personal like person to person thing but do you truly believe that you can create this connection with someone purely without having met them at all like no because you're only getting half of the story. You're hearing their voice, but you're not like seeing them, touching them, smelling them, the whole energy. Like that's, I don't think you can really fall in love with someone because of their voice or the story. I mean, yes, there are times where people just met and there was great chemistry, but it's only telling you a very small part of the story because most of our communication is is nonverbal. Well, that just reminds me too, in a way of uh, like catfishing. Yes. And how they're like well i didn't think you would accept me for my my looks but everything i told you was the truth and the real me yeah and i'm like i'm sure that that is true but it's also the real you and the truth that you want them to see you get to decide when it's just through a computer screen 
So that's just interesting. So are they really being their true selves? No, I think that we're thinking and we're like, where we get to respond to text, we get to stop and we get to think about it. Then we get to be funny and we get to look up words, make sure we spell them right or be funny or whatever we do. Mm -hmm. We overthink it. Whereas if it was in real life on the phone, that's when you're getting your more authentic self. I mean, I think texting wasn't, you know, created so it'd be like, hey dude, running 10 minutes late. But now it's how we're having whole relationships with our partners. Mm -hmm. Even if you're in a relationship. Jamie, you said earlier you heard of a couple who decided not to text. Yeah, they decided. And I love that idea. It's so great because they were—they basically were like, everything that we talk about can be on the phone or in person and we'll only text if we're running late or there's like... A change. A, just a quick change that they can't talk on the phone that moment. Which, it kind of makes sense because if you start out texting all the time, eventually you're going to get to a point where that's just not feasible. And then where do you go? Right, exactly. Then you have to like meet and have conversations if it's only so i think my message is (laughs) right now if you're there's like a few messages here if you are one of the because i think these people there's more people out there than we realize if you're right now into someone that you have not met in person here's like three messages i think okay that you've not (laughs) met in person and you met them on a dating app or you met maybe you met them once and you've been texting for i don't know over two weeks to Two years. People do this for like three years, four years. Oh I'd say if it's over two weeks and you don't have a plan to meet this person yet, then make that plan or end this relationship because it's a waste. You'll never get that time back. Because do you think that someone that's doing all of that is going to actually invest their time right. elsewhere? Right, exactly. They're not making an effort to actually meet. We were not valuing in-person connections and communication anymore. So I think end that. If you, if you are hanging on to something or someone, and I think for many people it goes on for months and months. So just decide if you want to meet them or not. Or if you still want to just have a texting friend, they're not your partner if you have never mm-hmm. met them. And what was that thing you said earlier about how you never, like, because now grammar is such a thing with people. Yeah, it's like, like a you pet could peeve. Be da- you could be dating someone who's like a terrible speller back in the day, but you would never know because they never wrote you anything. They weren't <laughs> like, because now we're all like, what's your big deal breaker? We're like bad speller. You didn't know then, but you'd hear them and you then you wouldn't care if they wrote you a love note and it was misspelled. So we're discarding people for like, I've back at, oh, he was a bad texter. And then there was a guy that I dated because he was a great texter. I've learned all these lessons so you don't have to. And it was a thing. And I realized after a while dating him, it was long distance, but it was LA, San Francisco. That I was like, oh, he's just really funny on text, but in person, like, no, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> I make decisions. Um, yeah. So make decisions about that. The other thing is that I think that if you are, that try this in your relationship, if you, I love the idea of sending a sexy text throughout the day to your partner, like saying something that's meaningful to them, but not just relying on text to communicate everything in your relationship. Maybe one phone call would solve, if you're parenting or living together, like a phone call, I'm telling you, when you FaceTime with someone, even you hear their voice more so than texting, it's going to enhance that connection. And my third point, What's my third point? Just like, let's fucking talk to each other. Let's talk to each other more (laughs) and get off our phones. No, my third point was too, is that like I used to go out and we would, that when you're in public, if you are, I don't care if you're single or not, because we were talking about how you would, I would always meet people in line waiting for places or in the bathroom, like waiting lines. Okay, Saturday night, you're at a bar. There's a bunch of girls lined up and you'd meet, make all these friends and you talk to people anywhere you were, unless you had a book with you. And then you'd be, and now you're just on your phone. So if you are single, if you're lonely, there's a loneliness epidemic, truly consider this tonight. Whatever you're doing right now, get out of your car, you're going to get dinner, you're going to, put your phone away, try it for an hour. Do that, that's my third lesson. 
just try to limit it and then see what kind of connections you have. It could just be connecting with someone you never see again, but when you make eye contact and you talk to someone and you have a connection, that also spikes our dopamine and our oxytocin, which is a lot healthier. Yeah, I yeah, I yeah, uh, that happened to me when I was at the airport when we were leaving New York and I sat down at the bar at the airport and I made a conscious effort. I'm not Good. gonna look at my phone. I'm just, even if I'm just staring forward, whatever and then you do notice the people around yeah. you and i actually met some really cool people i'll probably never ever see Doesn't them matter. again yeah. but they were great conversations and we all it was funny too because we were all jewish i was like yay it's the the clan <laughs> <laughs> like right. it was just um it was just really fun and yeah, nice that's, and it's and you felt great leaving and you've talked about it because you had a real connection. It doesn't even, yeah, it's not even means that you'll see him again. But I, and we noticed this on the show when I come in here after having like a great lunch with a bunch of friends or I'm on someone else's show, I'm energized by the connections I have with humans in the world. Even mm-hmm. though I'm sitting here behind a wall talking to all of you, it still feels good. And I'm here with all my people. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break and we come back on to your calls. A few years ago, I decided to go natural with my deodorant. Ever since it became clear that regular deodorants are made with chemicals that could potentially be harmful. So I started trying a bunch of natural deodorants and it took me months, I mean months, to find one that actually worked. And then it happened. I found Native and it works all day long. It smells amazing. And now they called me to be a sponsor, not even knowing that I'm already in love with them. So Native makes safe, effective products with simple ingredients that you can easily understand. There's no aluminum, no parabens, no sulfates, and no cruelty because they never test on animals. And trust me, this deodorant can hang. I mean, I'm basically moving nonstop whenever I'm not on mic, and I never worry that it's going to give up on me, even at the gym, which is major. Native is available in a bunch of great scents for women and men, including my favorite, coconut and vanilla. Oh, it smells so good. They even offer unscented and baking-free formulas for those with sensitivities. You can even subscribe and save by having Native shipped to your door at regular intervals. No more running out. And for a limited time, my listeners can save 20% off their first order. Just go to nativedeodorant.com and use code EMILY at checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com and use code EMILY to save 20% off today. Anyone in a relationship should communicate more, but one of the most important things you should absolutely be talking about is using more lube in the bedroom. That's why I want to tell you guys about Pure Lube, because it is seriously next level. I've been obsessed with this brand for years, and I'm a huge fan, which is why I'm so excited to be working with them. They have a ton of different formulas that are great for either exploring a new toy or making sure your time with your partner is that much more pleasurable. Pure's original formula lets you feel much more touch and sensation and even works great as a massage gel. Or check out their Aqua Water-Based Lube, which is super moisturizing and gets completely absorbed into your skin, leaving you feeling silky and smooth. The best part is that their products all use medical-grade ingredients and are completely hypoallergenic. So get that conversation started and bring Pure Lube into the bedroom. To try Pure for yourself, go to sexwithemily.com pure. That's my site, sexwithemily.com slash P-J-U-R today. We have Lana, who's uh, 43 in New York and has a question about multiple orgasms. Ooh, hey, Lana. Thanks for calling. Hi. Hi. Thanks. So I have a question. Yeah, talk to me about multiple orgasms. I love it. I've had kind of a ramped up, um, you know, desire the last couple of years and have found that I would really like to have 
more than one orgasm during sex with my husband, but um, I, he thinks I'm being, like, greedy, which is kind of giving me a little bit of shame around mm. my eagerness. Yeah, yeah. I totally get that. Wow, that, that doesn't feel great to feel that he's feeling like you're being greedy <laughs> um, yeah. around wanting another orgasm. Because the thing is, Lana, is that it's totally possible for many women to have multiple orgasms. We just, no one tells us how to work our vaginas, our vulvas, our, our whole sex organs. But yes, it's totally possible. So, um, do you usually have one like with your husband during intercourse or before? So I'm really lucky that I usually always have an orgasm while we're having sex. Great. Um, it's just that I want to have another one. So sometimes if, um, let's say, he goes down on me and I have an orgasm and it's great and then he wants to keep going and then, but he wants to have an orgasm and he doesn't want to wait or give me time to kind of get there again. Yeah. And so then I find that even though it's been great sex, afterwards I'm still kind of wanting. Yeah, that makes sense, Lana, because you're tapping into what is so amazing that like you have all this sexual energy inside of you and all the, it's still building, right? Because that's, so women are, so what happens with multiple orgasms is that our refractory period is a lot shorter than men's. Like men can have multiple orgasms, but it's like a whole thing, right? It's like tantric sex, it's mm -hmm. breathing. But for women, our bodies are actually made for that. Like we can have them if we learn how to like circulate the energy of one orgasm and then we breathe into it and then we, and then we can kind of breathe and touch ourselves in other places and then go back and have it. So yes, this is totally possible for you and it's great that you're feeling that. I don't love that your husband isn't down with it, but I feel like having a talk with him about how you guys could actually make it happen, make, make him, you know, get on board with it. Like, are you asking me specifically how to do it as well as talking to him about it? Because he might Well, just, I think it's yeah. like, I, tell me. I think it's my increased desire these last two years, like somehow being in my 40s, I just, I don't know, I'm amped up, I'm ready, right. like I could have sex three times a day, wow. and he's like, you know, he's, he's okay with like twice a week, right. which is understandable, but... What do what you attribute yeah, so your ramp up to the last few years? Um, being in my 40s? Yeah, I love it. No, because some people in their 40s are yeah. like, hormones, doesn't feel great. No, I love it that you are feeling it. So here's the thing, Lana. I think it's this is the kind of conversation that you have with him, like when you guys are out to dinner or, you know, not in the bedroom when you feel like he's like, says that you're being greedy. Because you might experience his reaction as you being greedy or maybe he even said those words. But if you had a conversation with him, like I get so turned on by our sex and lately I've just been craving you so much you know so much and I would love to work on experiencing like multiple orgasms and then like letting him know what that might look like and how that makes you feel like even more pleasure and that it's really not taking away from him because I think he might just hear more work in his head right now like oh god what do I have to do <laughs> yeah. but if you're like no like because yeah. it sounds like after he goes down and you maybe that's when it could happen more like yeah because usually i think he almost feels like i'm not satisfied though so that's not it you know right explain that you have this amazing capacity as a woman that we can have all these orgasms and you'd love to experience that with him and that you'd also you know love to experience some other pleasure points for him if there's things that 
that turns him on as well, as well, things that he'd like to try. Because, you know, I don't know why. I mean, I have a good feeling that if he sees that you're actually going to be having more orgasms that he's going to be into it. But maybe right now he feels like it's more work for him when really it's just a matter of mm-hmm. you explaining, like, I want to do this with you. Like, I want when you go mm-hmm. down to me, maybe you could explain to him that, you know, you could bring in a toy or he could bring in his fingers or do it again with his mouth or that when you have sex just because you have one orgasm doesn't mean that you don't want to try for another one. And it's so hard to explain this to a partner when you're, they've already said something like you're being greedy. But I think that mm-hmm. you let him know that like you have such capacity for pleasure and you want to have more orgasms. It's part of being a woman. It's really common that hopefully he'll be down with your pleasure as his wife. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like sometimes there's like this, this like negative thing about women sort of having amped up, yeah, libidos, that's what we talked about earlier. Kind of yeah, no, there is. Yeah. There's total a stereotype that men have the amped up libidos and women are don't want sex and we have a headache tonight. And so women always feel like something's weird wrong with them or like it's so strange. But I'm <laughs> telling you, um, Lana, I've heard from more women than men over the last years. I've been doing this 14 years who actually want more sex than their partners. I feel like that's been more of a problem, <laughs> more of a challenge and they're always surprised by it. So it's kind of, mm. it sounds like it's not even just about the orgasm. It's about wanting to have more sex as well, more engagement, more interest from him and not keep doing the same kind of things that you've been doing. And so maybe it's a bigger yeah. thing about like, what does he want to try? Like, what would be turned on for him? Could you guys do some other things together? Role playing, using toys, you know, and the orgasms would be easier in that way as well. Like, definitely if you use toys. And So, I think it's more okay. about the okay. state of having a conversation and then letting him know why it's important to you. And kind of like, because sex, okay. I don't love the idea of sex being so linear. Like, you get yours and then he gets his and then you roll over and go to sleep because prolonging sex and making it hot for both of you is just such a beautiful practice so he probably just hasn't experienced it so I think in a loving way talking to him and then showing him what you mean you might come on board but if not you can call me because I will be here all right thanks for the call let's talk to Gail 63 in California who wants you to speak about mindfulness during sex Mm. hey Gail thanks for calling let's talk about it Hi, Emily. Hi. So um, I got married last November after four years with my um, husband. Um, and I had been widowed at 58. And I I had been married 26 years. And we almost never had sex. And I was so fine with it. But when I got with my, when I met my, my future husband, who's now my husband, um, we had the best sex life. It's so much fun. Oh, so but I love this. Yeah. I, I love this too. But the problem, well, so I know that 80% of women don't have orgasms in intercourse, and I'm fine with that. And I really, there's only like really one way for me to have an, have an orgasm. But even still, um, I have so much distraction in my head. Mm. I will be in the middle of it, and I'll be thinking about him and what we're doing or whatever fantasy I'm having or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, oh, I forgot to put the toilet paper away. Yeah. Or, oh, wonder, you know, I wonder what I look like right now. Or, oh, you know, like just right. so many thoughts. And I, I've heard you talk about mindfulness. And I love that word, and I would love yeah. to learn 
Yeah, Gail, it's such a good question. No, you're so right because, well, first of all, the reason why I talk about mindful sex is because we are all so distracted, especially now with our phones and the, the to-do list and we're distracted, something's happening in the bedroom, like what I put didn't put the laundry away. So, I mean, really it's a practice and it's kind of like if you know anything about, you know, meditation, and it's really about learning to control our mind and not letting our mind control us. And so how I most, how I practice mindful sex is, is the first thing is recognizing that your thoughts are wandering. And what helps me when that happens is I've just gotten, you know, I practice during mas- uh, masturbation as well. But like, let's say you're with him, your husband, and you start to think about, oh God, like, what does my body look like? Once you, you realize that thought isn't, is you, right? And then you think, okay, my biggest trick for that is to go, the second you're thinking, you go right back to your senses and what's happening in the moment. What I do is I take a deep breath, like I'll just be like, and then I listen to my breath and then I do touch. Like, what am I feeling right now? Okay, his penis is inside of me. What does that feel like? Or my hands are on his back and I feel his hands into my fingertips. What am I, what am I um, hearing, tasting, smelling? Because when you engage, so sometimes I'll like light up a candle, like I have like a sex candle or just in my mind, it's like sex is happening so I can smell the vanilla candle. I can hear the music playing. I touch the skin. And then when you engage yourself in your senses, you're immediately brought into the moment. It's a present moment, like it snaps you back in because you're not good. And you might have to do this, Gail, like 60 times in a session before it happens. But eventually you're going to learn just to get back in the moment because you know how it is, right? It's not easy to control your mind. But to me, does that make sense? Does that resonate? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. No, it totally resonates. And I, I, I guess I just have not done it consciously enough or like like I'll say to myself stop thinking about that you need to think about what are you feeling what are you you know right. what's happening right now but I, I don't get very specific with it which I like those ideas yeah be specific I think having a would be would be good I like that idea of having a sense that is associated only with when we're having sex have your favorite candle that's what I do I have my candle and then I do a deep breath like I'm like like a because breath the other thing is like a lot of us have a lot of anxiety during sex but it's we hold our breath so I'll just be like a and then it's almost like my breath erases my thought too and then I'm like smelling the candle I'm breathing I'm and then I go back in and then I've just found that after all this time it really does help I'm like the thoughts come and it's gone right away I mean it might come back again but that's what you you know and then go back into what you're feeling in your body at the moment and you don't get mad at yourself. So it sounds like what you're doing is you're recognizing, but you beat yourself up like so many of us do. Like, God damn it. Why am I thinking about the laundry? So without attaching to the thought, replace the thought with a breath smelling the candle. And then you'll get back to the moment. Okay. okay. I'm going to keep working on that, Emily. Thank you Perfect. so much. You're I'm so s- glad I found you. I know. I'm so glad you found me too. And I love your story, Gail. Really. I love that you found uh, love and you. sex again. It's great. It's inspiring. Thank you. I love your show. Life is not over in your 60s. It's just getting started it's for me. Exactly, Gail. I know that's true. Thank you so much for calling and reminding all of us. I appreciate it. All right. So, how we doing? We got some calls, James? We do. Okay, let's talk to Will, 35 in Canada. He says he caught his son in bed with another man and wants to know how to handle it. Hey, Will. Hello. Hello. Okay, tell how me everything. You? I'm great, Will. Thanks for calling. So, tell me what's going on. What happened? Anyways, I walked in. I walked in. My son's uh, he's uh, fifteen. Okay. And I walked in, went in the house there, and he was uh, having sex with his best friend, which, which is a male. Okay. And I walked, I walked in on him, and I didn't, I didn't say anything or make any any comments or anything, but I just would like to know how to address it without 
shaming them, I guess, or whatever, making them feel um, bad or making them think it's wrong or whatever? That's such a good question, Will. Okay, so so first of all, did you um have any, have you guys ever talked about it? Has he said he's gay or he prefers men or was just like a shock to you? It was a shock to me. Well, it wasn't quite a shock to me because I, uh, here's the other Paul. Here, here is, like, I, and that's part of my question is, I'm a, I'm bisexual myself. Okay. All right. So, and I don't know if I should up and tell them I'm into the same thing and it's okay, or or should I uh, address it at a different angle? That's okay. So I think the first thing is just letting him know that that you know that you love him and you support him and in in what he's doing and you're not shaming him. I mean, I think the thing is making sure that he's having protected sex. And making yeah. sure that he's with somebody. It was his best friend, you said. So I think also, yeah. I mean, for a lot of parents, it was like, maybe it was that he was doing it in your home. Like, there's also things that are like, was he supposed to be at school? I mean, as long as everything was kosher, I think it's like you can say to him, I support you. And then you could also talk to him about, here's the thing. I believe that it. you could be honest with your son and let him know Um what you're into so you're saying how about his mom like were you married and now you're does he know anything about your sexual history no he doesn't actually no and uh and i uh and the reason i'm saying that because i uh from 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 time i was 14 to about 22 i had a boyfriend okay and then i we kind of parted ways and then i got married and we had kids and made with women and that stuff but anyways but i'm still very much i'm still very much bisexual obviously and i still enjoy it on occasion Okay. Well, but, I think uh, yeah. I think it's more about right now. Well, here's the thing. If you think that it's germane to the conversation, I think that absolutely you can share that with him. But I would ask him about his um, you know, what his his sexuality and if it's something that, you know, how he feels towards men, if this has been something that's been confusing to him. Does he have any questions for you? Let him know yeah. you understand, you know, how how he's feeling and about attraction and about I think I would just ask questions and let him talk and let him know that you su- that you are there and that you're supportive of him. Um yeah, cuz yeah, cuz back when I was had my boyfriend like that was a long time ago. It was kind of un- unacceptable right to have to be that way, but now it's pretty much It really is. I mean, here's the thing. It's pretty much yeah, it is accepted now. No, I'm yeah. Well, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just have a lot. I do think you're right. I think it's a different time than when you were fifty, you know, twenty years ago when it happened to you. So, I feel yeah. like it could be really helpful if this is what you've gone through to share it with them. But first, I would make it more about him and asking him questions, and because he probably he might feel some shame right now. And what I love so much is that you, because I'm sitting here bracing myself when we see your call. I don't know, are you you know, are you upset that your son's with a man? But you sound so loving and like such a a really caring parent that I think bringing it up casually and not ever like this is the thing about talking to our kids or anybody about sex is you want to bring it up in a way that's you know your tone is really upbeat sitting down in a place where you guys are not distracted and you're talking in just a very loving supportive hope that you're here for him and like listen to more what he says was it consensual was it something he's been thinking about has it been going on for a few years I would just try to find out some more information and then you're going to know because I don't think it's right to keep secrets from our kids about sex when they want to know right so if you yeah, just led with that right. when he was 10 and you know no i really don't i think that that to be open about your experiences wouldn't you have loved to have someone to talk to when you were 15 about being feeling bisexual or being yeah. with men so i think and keep it up loving and remember also will it's not a one-time conversation we often think 
had the conversation with our kids about sex, check, mark it off the list. But it's not like that. It's an odd, just like where they're going to go to college or their diet or exercise. Yeah. Talking about sex with your child is an ongoing conversation. And I think he's going to have such relief the sooner than later that you sit down with them and say, you know, let's talk about what was going on. I totally support you. I love you. And I'm here for you. And just I would just keep asking questions and make sure he talks because you also remember, remember this, Will. A lot of kids aren't comfortable hearing their kids talk about hearing their parents talk about sex. So, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, but I think it's okay to share with him your that's it, your your experience as well for sure. And um, yeah, like I said, yeah, like I don't care. I, I I love him anyways. If he wants to be gay, be gay. He can be what he wants. That's this kind of thing. That's kind of what I want to get across. To him. I think that I think that you will do that just by telling him all of those things. You can tell him that, like, oh. I don't know what you're thinking, but I think that that's really healthy. And not to overshare too much, obviously, but if he asks questions about safe sex or sexual positions, listen, here's what I think, you guys. If someone, if your kid's having sex, don't pretend that they're not sweeping under the rug, whether they're with men or women, but, you know, meet them where they're at. He's having sex for his pleasure. So if there's information you can learn, things that you've learned, I don't think that it's too much to kind of answer his questions and provide information where we don't just want him going online looking at, at porn or just figuring it out on his own. So I think if you're, you know, his dad and you've got good information, yeah, you can right. share it. Yeah, Will. Great okay. question. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Let me know how it goes, Will. All right, hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to our amazing team, Ken, Michelle, producer, Jamie, and Michael. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. I am so excited to let you know you can now hear Sex with Emily live five days a week on Sirius XM Radio. You'll find me on Stars Channel 109, Monday through Friday at 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern. But don't worry, the podcast is staying right here. My brand new radio show will have everything you love about Sex with Emily and more. Because every day I'll be interviewing guests, sharing the latest news, and my favorite part, taking your calls live on the air two hours every weekday. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you already know how great it is. If you never tried it, get a free trial for 30 days. Just go to sexwithemily.com slash SXM. That's sexwithemily.com slash SXM today to try SiriusXM for yourself. See you there.